You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Christmas Joe present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of your presenting duo. I'm Stu. If you're joining me always, Christopher William Glasson. Hello. All right, mate. Shall we not ask how each other are? Because we've recorded so many podcasts today. We've had some quite inspirational people on, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. And uh, and it's showing no sign of slowing down no, today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to let you introduce today's guest. Well, okay, let's dive straight into it. Um, today, we are very lucky to have a singer-songwriter, uh, author, and uh, also a fellow podcaster, Vivi Brown. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? You all right? I'm great. I'm great. I'm having a working day. It's the summer holidays, so the kids are wildly messing up my house as we speak. <laughs> Um, well, no, they're actually with their dad, so don't worry, I don't get my children. Um, and yeah, I'm having a good day. Where, where, where are you? Is that a little studio? I'm in my studio, yeah. So this is like studio slash office. It's in our garden. It's like a sauna. Oh, it's like a yeah. sauna sort of thing. But it's your classic, you know, cabin house with some keyboards in the corner. My desk on the walls, you know, my platinum <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Not even two minutes in the podcast and you just thumbed that right hey, in. I, I would be, I'd be saying it. I'll tell everyone about my back belt I got at 10. If I, if I had some discs, I'd be basically. Well, Molly, Molly, my missus wants me to, like she's been threatening me to uh, build um, or, or get a sort of like, like a office space in the back garden like that. You can build those cabins, can't you? But I decided to um, build into our cellar instead. And nearly collapsed our house. Oh my god! But we're not. We're not. It's not going to be a podcast about me complaining about that. Um, I, I guess we want to know about your top five, um, and, and what we're going to have a chat about today. But I guess before that, Shu, shall we give a shout out to some of our lovely sponsors? Absolutely. We want to shout out the Say What podcast, and that's hosted by Big Papa J uh, and Notorious Tone and uh, Miss Lady P, and it's uh, an insane podcast. Um, mm. of three people that seem to be under the influence of something uh, and it has absolutely no format, um, no direction. No. Um, I'd say it's arguably one of the worst podcasts on the market. <laughs> um, but 
we have to by right say that it's worth a listen because they're our, uh, our sponsor. Or we don't That's get paid. Podcast. Well, they don't pay us. Is yeah. it mainly just an excuse for Justin to keep re-recording like new like um, songs to play at the start? Jingles. He's more jingles. interested in the he jingles than any other content. Yeah. That mainly just talk about him and yeah, don't yeah, talk yeah. about his. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Who else we got sponsoring today's episode? We, we, if if you want to learn to defend yourself from people like Justin, we are sponsored by Samahyphenacademy.co.uk. Uh, the wonderful Wrenchy Simon James. Well, he's done he's done a, a free a free course for our patrons uh, last year. Well, was it at the start of this year? I managed to get out of it by breaking a collarbone. Start of this year. Start of this year. Um, oh no, I had COVID was my excuse, wasn't it? Mm. But I won't be able to get out of the next one, which hopefully will be around the corner. So there'll be another uh, focus. The last one was focused on um, uh, women's self-defence. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if Sire's got a, a particular format for the next one, but I do look forward to it and I've run out of excuses now. So I guess I will be the sort of like the dummy that people practice throws on, no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, shout out to Sire's new podcast as well, um, Sire and Lee on Solve Nothing, uh, where they basically... Uh, Pick any day, one of the many days that are celebrated throughout the year. It might be Pancake Day, it might be Self Love Day, and they they go they go in uh, go into that sort of like a national holiday or whatever it is, and and dive into the whys and wherefores, and and basically talk a little bit of nonsense as well. Is there a Self Love Day? Have you just made that up? I that's the one I said I'm going to go and do. All oh, right, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Phoebe, what's your what's yeah. your top five going to be today? You know what? I really enjoyed thinking about this. I think it's such a great format, and um, I've had a really like weird life of the most <laughs> random, unexpected things that have happened. So I was like, right, this is my <laughs> opportunity to reveal my random stuff. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but so, you, you, know, you swear your head off, honestly. Random shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's great. Shall I say all of them, or just no? We're going to work oh. our way through. Them. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. Is so, there one that is there one that's particularly like you want to save till last? Is there an order, or it doesn't really matter? It doesn't really matter, really. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. I let you good. guys take the lead with it. You know, yeah, okay. yeah, sure, sure. Shu, what was you saying there, mate? Sorry, I jumped in on you. I just wondered if they were in any order, like oh, number okay, one's okay. like yeah. the most yeah. batshit. Yeah. Like... They're, all, <laughs> they're all a bit, a bit, you know, they've all got their own unique universe of what? <laughs> I've seen a few um, of these, um, obviously, because yeah. he sent some of them over and um, I didn't want to read them all through thoroughly, but even the very first headline I wrote was just like, I can't wait for this top five. Yeah, and, and I remember writing in the email, these the, the top <laughs> fives are pinch yourself, oh my God moments. Love it. Incredible. Love yeah. it. So. Will you choose which one you want to start with, Bea? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'm going to start off with, this one was like totally random. And can I sort of frame it with a story? Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Take your time. So it was before I was really in the music industry. I just got signed. I was looking around every room with my mouth open, just in absolute awe that I was in the music industry at all with a record deal. So any studio or any space I was in, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm from Northampton and I can't believe (laughs) it. Oh, my God. Like everything was just a complete and utter like. And um, I got this invitation to go to the Grammys and all my life I had 
always looked at the Grammys as something that I never thought I would ever go to. It's just like for musicians, mm. it's the Oscars of music. So I got a ticket to the Grammys. And I mean, this that's was- a pinch yourself moment right that there. Totally. Alone, yeah. right? Massive pinch yourself <laughs> moment. So I was already, I had no etiquette. I, there was no trying to be cool. I was just gallivanting all over the place saying, oh my God, are you, are you, are you, are you that person? Are you, oh my God, like a wild rabbit, right? <laughs> um, and this was before I had released any records. I was young and, um, and I, I'm a nerd. And Right. So can we, can we just pick this apart um, before we carry on with that? Yeah. Because I think being young and, and, and obviously having confidence to want to sort of be somewhere in the music industry, you know, I, I think that gives you like, I think the sort of youth and, 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 and stuff gives you a confidence, but also being in a room with people like that, there's going to be imposter syndrome as well. Right. I so still, how, how, how do you sort of balance that out? I don't, I, there was no balancing. I just was <laughs> running around the room thinking, I don't know why the hell I'm here. How the hell did I get here? It was like I had been transported. It was like being in a dream. And the imposter syndrome back then was, it was like on crack. Like it was <laughs> like crazy because I'm from, I'm not from London. I'm from a small town in, I was raised in the countryside in a village outside Northampton. And and although I had these big dreams, you know, it's just surreal. It's just yeah. surreal. And um, so it was just the craziest experience. I mean, you get desensitized as you start getting a bit more successful and you're touring and you're you're realizing when you meet more other celebrities, it's just a job at the end of the mm. day. And my mother, who is very grounded, is very quick at any moment when you try to become any kind of believer, <laughs> you're going to get bashed right down yeah. to the ground. So yeah. all of us who are in the music industry and film industry, we're all pretty yeah. grounded anyway. So anyway, was it the Grammys, imposter syndrome, got in my seat, looking around, like I think I had popcorn I swear, I think I might have bought my own popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> just sort of like... Um, and then sat there and this gentleman who was wearing yellow (laughs) sat right next to me and I looked at him and I stared at him for what was just too long (laughs) right and my eyes were widening getting wider and wider and I swear he must have thought I was a psycho. I think he <laughs> might have wanted to get security at this point because the imposter syndrome was just all over every <laughs> cell in my body. Like, and I, I, I looked at him, and and it was Hulk Hogan. That's crazy. That's the insane. And and he was so lovely. And I, I sort of, I was quiet, and he was like, "How are you doing?" That is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I love that accent. What the fuck was that accent? <laughs> how are you doing? Yoda. And I didn't I didn't say anything. I just sort of I just sort of didn't reply and he just looked at me like, what is wrong with you? Are you mute? <laughs> and then I eventually got the courage to talk to him. And he was so sweet. And I was sort of saying, oh, I'm new to the music industry. I've just moved here to LA and all this kind of stuff. And then we shared like a um, some jelly beans. 
some sweets, some of these American sweets, and we kind of mm. had my popcorn. We were sharing it. And he was just the sweetest guy. He had all yellow. He had a um is it a bag bandana? Bandana. So he was he he went to the Grammys for Hulk Hogan attire then, ready to suplex someone at a moment's notice, basically. I don't know. Literally he was dressed. <laughs> It was it's, it was quite cool actually because he was dressed mm. like a wrestler but a suit version. Oh, he was smart. He wasn't yeah, in yellow yeah, like yeah, um, gotcha. like not a vest that you no, spandex. No, it was like gotcha. a, a yellow smart suit. So it's obviously very on brand. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, and uh, he was really sweet. But it was it was so surreal because I think that if it had been say a musician, I it would have been surreal. You know, if it was mm. I don't know. Beyonce or something of course mm. that would have st- still been very mm. surreal but it was so random that it was a wrestler <laughs> pro wrestler <laughs> like the world's I mean? most famous pro wrestler at the Grammys I wouldn't I wouldn't have placed Hulk Hogan at the Grammys no way was he he's quite a tall chap right so huge yeah huge huge it's daunting, I think, how big he is. Is he like, is he seven foot or am I Am I just making things up now? Isn't, when you, you know, see that face off in Rocky Three, Yeah, yeah. Like That's he's, what I'm thinking. Uh, he looks at least two foot taller than Stallone. He does, like, yeah. Yeah. He I reckon was, he, he can't be far off seven foot. He was huge. I just, but I was mesmerised by everything that I just thought I was in some kind of a dream. Yeah. So, um but right. what was lovely is that he was nice. He was like super friendly. You know, I'm a nobody. Like, I'm a nobody. Like I'm just some random chick next to him. And he treated me with so much respect and care. And, you know, just you can tell when you meet people who are in the mm. eye who are genuinely like nice people. Yeah. And he was one of those kind of kind of those dudes. So, yeah. I, I instantly we- think that somebody that big has to eat a lot of calories per day. And I'm thinking if he's sitting next to uh, <laughs> someone that's bought their own popcorn along, <laughs> I'll be I keeping her well sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I see the agenda. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't really. He just needed those calories. He, he could feel the muscle wasting away. That um, is so funny. It could be so, like, I, I guess like going from like Northampton to LA is, is something that I guess not many people can get their heads around, especially when you're, it's something you dream to do, and then you're very quickly surrounded by that. Uh, surround, gone to the Grammys. Mm. I, I guess, like those, the people that you meet, the first few, your first few, like the, your contact there could, it can influence and put you off. So if you go there and you meet a lot of clicky people, rude people, you, even just sitting next to people, it could, it could really affect your sort of like outlook to sort of like how the next four or five years are going to sort of pan out. How did you find? You said you moved out to LA. I did move. I did. Mm. I moved out to LA. And what you've just said is exactly what my experience of the music industry was. It was very negative, if I'd be honest mm. with you. How old was you, V? I was 18. So I'm, wow. I'm 40 now. I'm old. No, I won't say I'm old, but <laughs> I'm 40. Yeah. So, you know, I'm grown. And, and when I look back at 18, it's so young. And, oh, that's um, bad. I I was naturally more like an indie kid. I was not 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 like a a mega indie kid, but you know, I was I wasn't like an R and B diva, which mm. often sometimes the press would like to package me as. But that's a whole other conversation, and we're gonna have later. <laughs> um, and um, I was 
I was really catapulted into like the heartbeat of Hollywood. So I was signed to like Universal Records and Pharrell Williams would be walking into the studio. And I remember John Legend was next door. I remember Kanye West would ask me to come in and he was like, why don't you just look at my video? Are you going to show me? I don't want to be stereotypical because he doesn't sound (laughs) like that. But And so I was literally like in the midst of this Hollywood world and there were some great people, but there was a lot of dickheads to be Mm. honest. Um, and I felt very lonely. I got addicted to sleeping pills because I just couldn't cope with the environment. Yeah. And um, and and then I got shelved for th- two years where they didn't release my music. And then I negotiated out of my deal myself, pretending to be a lawyer. Wow. Um, so so the ho- my first few years of the industry was very surreal. And even though it was horrible, it, it really had a massive impact on when I got my second record deal, which really, really helped me learn about what I wanted, what I didn't want, the kind of people I wanted, wanted mm. to be around. And it was a good reality check about making sure that you just surround yourself with honest, nice, normal people. Authentic people. Do you know what I'm saying? Authentic mm. people. Yeah, so... Do you, do you oh mind me God. asking, what, when you sort of touched upon, you said you got addicted to sleeping um, pills, was mm. that just because of the, you just couldn't sleep due to the, the environment you was in and what was going on in your life? And I mean, 18 is so young to be in a, mm. a strange country surrounded. It's certainly, even if you're working nine to five in a, you know, what I guess people would call a normal job, you're working in the music industry, which is you know, famously known for being a, a pretty batshit environment. Um, w- w- was it, was it just anxiety running higher that that the kind of I need to kind of come down and sleep? And what it, how, it how was, did how did that manifest itself? The sleeping uh, pills, V. Yeah, it was pure depression and anxiety, and I just didn't want to be awake. Like Mad, it was, yeah. it was, it was just because when you, I don't know if you've ever taken a sleeping pill, but there's a moment when you take a sleeping pill that is, it almost feels like you're stoned and then you sort of like zone out and then you fall asleep. And so for me, I just wanted to be away. I didn't want to exist. Basically, I was really, really depressed. I've had high anxiety. I felt, I just, everything just felt so inauthentic and so so just just didn't feel good everyone in LA at that time felt like they only wanted to be around you for something Mm. um everyone was so consumed with how they looked it just it was just so much um so much energy that was about investing into something that just didn't feel real yeah and um, it was in, in L.A., I feel like it's this aquarium of unfinished dreams. There's a lot of people who make it in L.A., but there's a hell of a yeah. lot of people that don't. And this, so there's this very frustra- there's a frustration in the air in I felt and this very um, like being in a zoo where everyone's just like, yeah. <laughs> because everyone gets a little bit catty or spiteful when it's not going their way for them or like oh. when you said like people are out for things like one of our friends when when they blew up they like uh, 
so like he, his first few gigs, he's, I wish I still had the phone because he's some old shitty old Sony Ericsson. I had a film his first gig where he was standing outside. It might have been Island Records of all places. Right. And um, and he was just performing to a crowd for a DJ Shadow album launch. Um, and like uh, to start with, no one wanted to know him. Right. And then when he started to get a little bit of momentum and then he actually he actually released a song with a buddy who they did this cool little song and actually it blew up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden at the gigs, the gigs were always rammed. I didn't have to worry about clapping anymore because there was people <laughs> clapping and hollering. Do you know what I mean? I could just probably people thought, oh, what miserable shit. Like he's not doing anything. He's like, I'm exhausted, mate. I don't, I've, been I've heard this song. For five years. Yeah, I've heard this song like 300 times. Um, <laughs> But the people that would hang round and sniff round, the A&R people and stuff like that, and they would be, it was, you could just see how like their, their smiles would drop straight away when they weren't talking to my friend. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was always so false. I just think for an 18 year old going to LA, it's like the stuff of dreams. But then the reality when you're out there is like something completely different. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. being in theatre. When you go to the theatre, you sit in your chair and you're entertained. But if you go backstage and you see what's going on behind the curtain, you've got people running around, pull the rope, pull the rope. <laughs> Someone's tripping up, someone's getting dressed. Like there's chaos and stress. But if you're sitting in the theatre, you're like, oh, yes, that was a very wonderful performance, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with your popcorn. You know, with your popcorn and Hulk yeah. Hogan sitting next to you. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's like, and I feel like that's what Hollywood was. I mean, it, it has changed. I think that artists have become more open and more outspoken about mental health. And mm. it's just different now, I think. But back then for me at 18, it was... It was, you know, it was an, it's still in that old school music industry era, you know, being pulled into the office and being told that you need to lose a stone, even though I'm a size eight and saying that I'm fat. All those kind of tropes I had when I was younger. And you witnessed them. Yeah, I Saying did. shit um, like that to an 18 year old girl is mm, insane, isn't it? It's, it's what, yeah. what this disgusting gross thing to say to somebody and I, I hope that the way that technology has evolved and and how you can create your own platforms now on social media for good or bad um, I do think that maybe it's artists have an opportunity now to create for themselves be and, a bit more and, independent and, and, and be more, way more independent than you know maybe 20-30 years ago when you had to kind of pull the money together to be able to press your own records and, and you know, and to release them on an indie label, the fact that you can do it all digitally now and, and be in control of that. I do think that gives us, you know, a bit of hope that, you know, the, 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 the complete control that the industry once had is, is probably not quite as, as, has got quite a grip as it used to. Yeah. It's definitely well, changed for sure. Yeah. We have gone from talking about Hulk Hogan they're getting very deep, and we do do that on this 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 uh, podcast, Lee. So sorry if we we if no, we suddenly no. go from very light hearted to very serious. Um, I I only ever tried sleeping pills once, um, and I got an erection, <laughs> and uh, it was just the wrong drawer. <laughs> just took them out of the wrong drawer. I'm just picturing you on a long haul flight, just sitting there with a boner, <laughs> just thinking I really wish I was asleep. <laughs> I started oh rushing, God. got a bit of a headache. That is absolutely brilliant. 
have to be with my husband. What are they the ones? Meanwhile, meanwhile, I like to think there's just some guy like fast asleep next to his wife in all this lingerie, just like absolutely <laughs> sound asleep. Just, just for all the rest of our listeners, V, they all know that that was absolute bullshit, and I said it because I couldn't help myself <laughs> slipping oh, in an erection. Oh, I couldn't dude. help slipping in an erection joke at some <laughs> point in the first twenty minutes. So, oh, yeah, wonderful. but no, I mean that that could that could easily happen. Um, have you ever? So that was just a flash in the pan. You met Hulk Hogan there. You've never seen yeah. him, spoke to him since yeah. then. Kind of perfect, really. Makes it more surreal, right? Oh, yeah. And I watched wrestling like throughout my whole childhood. Shit, on the yeah, right. You know, I yeah. mean, like wrestling was like a huge part of our household where we would like get all the cushions and like jump off the sofa and all that <laughs> lot. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love it. <laughs> it's amazing. Love it. Well, V, should we do your number four? Yes. The four. Okay, so the next one is quite sentimental, actually, and I'm going to have lunch with her next week, which is really cool. So when I was 11 years old, I used to write letters to somebody that I met on this pen pal site. And it was in the days of dial-up where you would have to wait for it. This is saying my age, so all of you (laughs) GZN, WXYZs, um, this is when the dial-up was like, uh, and you had to wait ages. Like, I don't know, I can't even imagine people watching porn back then. My God. <laughs> um, anyway. It wasn't so I... easy, V. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I used to write to her and we we were young. I was 11, 11, 12, just really innocent things like, hi, how's your day after school? Anyway, we did that for two years. And then we lost touch. And I remember her name. Her name's, I'll say, she doesn't mind me saying it, Matilda E. Cooper. And we did that for two years, lost touch. Life went by, uni, college, whatever. And even the first stage I told you about my music industry experience, that was like phase one of my music life. Anyway, after that, I went into phase two of my music life where I signed to Ireland and things started to go a bit better for me. And so my PR person, and this is this is connected, I, I swear, I'm not going on from a random <laughs> level, but, um, my PR guy said, we're going to get someone to write up a, um article for your very first showcase. Now, Matilda, when I was 11, we used to tell each other what we wanted to be when we were older. And I said I wanted to be a singer, and she said that she wanted to be a writer, a journalist. Anyway, so my wow. my um, PR guy said, we've got this girl. She's quite new as a writer, but she's going to do a write-up of your gig. And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds great. Cool. The, the gig happens. It was great. It was at the Soho Review Bar. don't know if that's still there anymore. Um, and then I get the paper, read it. Obviously, I'm really excited. I've not been in a newspaper before. I open it and I read it. It's great. Thank God it was a good review. <laughs> And then I look at the bottom and I read the name of the journalist and I'm like, Matilda E. Cooper. So I just read it, Matilda E. Cooper. And then my mouth sort of went, what? (laughs) And then I said it again, Matilda E. Cooper. And I was like, no, no, no. So I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) For ages, no. And so I said to Shane, my PR guy, I was like, who's, who's, can you, is there like a picture of this person? And like, who is she? Like, I just needed to research. Researched, 
got her details and messaged her to just verify it. I might even cry in a minute. Like I'm feeling emotional hearing this. She got back to me and said, it's me. It's me. My Matilda, your pen pal, right? This is the power of the universe. I swear yeah. to God, right? Yeah. My pen pal of 11 years old, where we used to exchange our dreams, my first performance, my first public showcase, she was the journalist who wrote my first review. And when oh, we when shit. we spoke on the phone, we were in floods of tears. And we just thought, my God. My God. That's, it's just incredible. That's that. crackers. It is. It's a it's a tear yeah. joke. That's so beautiful that and of of aspirations and dreams. And it's it's something out of a film that, isn't it? It's it really it. is. It is something out of a film that. Isn't it? And to be re- both of you realizing your dreams at yeah, the same yeah. time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And to be intertwined like that, it's real crazy mm. sliding door stuff, isn't it? It's so cosmic. Yeah. It's just a realisation on the power and the beauty of the universe and how things just can attract. Or Is it coincidence or is it? I don't know, but I feel really grateful to have experienced that moment. And I, I have that review framed now. Oh, amazing. And, um, and I'm going to lunch with her. Next week, that's so friends. amazing. So you stayed in touch, right? Yeah. Don't need to. Do you, do you still do letters, or have you have you moved on to like WhatsApp now? What's, just, the, what's the format? It's just WhatsApp. Just, I've got kids. I ain't got time for <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to write. The other day, I literally oh, had to use a pen, and I was like, oh. "What? What is this thing? <laughs> My hand? Bring it to the wall and give me a <laughs> Sorry." Oh, that's such a beautiful story. So I've got the weirdest thing, the weirdest coincidence to say here, right? So I I um was so this is not gonna seem connected at all to start with, right? I um was had to go to Liverpool last week 
and then the, the train was like hugely delayed on the way home and the, and the, the the guy on the train said look go to the website you can claim back some money because it's been like hugely de- delayed blah 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 and uh so when you do this when i had to do this travel claim i had to screenshot my my ticket my e ticket mm-hmm. i went to upload it and uh when i went to my uploads uh, I, I couldn't find it i was like why can't i find this it should be my first one and I don't know what I did. I must have pressed the button. But then the screenshot I had was of VV Brown, right? What? Is it right? This is so mad. And I can like to prove this isn't like the erection joke. This is this is legit, right? I can prove this, right? Just, it was a screenshot of a conversation or something uh, about you, you. It was a little picture of you, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, what, what have I done? Have, have, have I grabbed that as a note for the you know for the podcast or something like that? So I started reading it. Lucky door, VV. This is getting sinister. Yeah, I know. You're just like, where is this going? But it's not going anywhere that weird. It's just fucking coincidental. So six or seven years ago, because this is when I read it, I realised that the post and the comments were from six or seven years ago. What the fuck? And what I'd done on my screen grabs, I'd reversed date order. So it's gone back to a really early, it gone back to like the first screen grabs on this phone. And here's the most mental thing. What is they it? Weren't, they weren't even my screen grabs. Who screen grabs? When I, when, I, when I got that phone, I connected it to my, my, t- my PC and it merged my partner at the times, all her photos, all her text messages yeah. onto my fucking, my phone. Yeah. And that screen grab was a screen grab she'd taken of you because you'd bought something from her clothes label. Are she you ju- fucking kidding no, no. Me. And she was so happy because she just launched this, this brand. Uh, it was called uh, Another Eight was the brand. And, she, and she'd obviously, because she, like, she, she really liked you as an artist, she was like, fucking yeah. So she must have screen grabbed that shit. So I'm like. That the, is f- so weird. <laughs> so strange, isn't it? How I would have never that must have been on my phone for that's been on my phone that picture for six years. We've never had any contact before that's today, funny. and and also it wasn't even me. It was a random coincidence that my ex's photos all got downloaded onto my phone. That's so tripped me right mad. out. Yeah, tripped me right out. Yes, I was looking at it going, I fucking didn't take that. But when did uh-huh. you do this? Was this recently? No, this is like, so. I found, I saw the screen grab literally a day or two ago when I made the claim. Oh my god! For the, for the ticket, but that that that's those screen grabs have been on my phone for. Uh, it's been on this phone, and every time I've updated my phone, so it's been on there since since I did that. Since I updated the phone, that was in and around. Well, when I split up with Georgina, it must be literally probably seven years ago now. Wow! So it's been, just been on my phone for that long. I have to do this. It's so weird. really weird. Mm. As that was unfolding, Mm. you know, about the fact that you've, you know, had photos of Evie on your phone for years and years, (laughs) and the fact that you had all of your girlfriend's phone and data transferred onto your phone. As you were telling that story, I was just putting it to the beat of Stan by Eminem and it really worked. It was really (laughs) kind of sinister. (laughs) I was getting worried that you were going to be like, you found some, like we did something like you. I know. And we got like pictures of me and I'm like, do we get drunk like six years ago? I do not remember. (laughs) 
That's what I thought we were going to say. Yeah. That's fine. You do edit this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely wholesome. Okay. But uh, yeah, just mad, mad. Not no way near as, dare I say, romantic as that one with you. Like, I mean, and it's so lovely that that happened with, with, with you girls, like uh, to go and, you know, to actualize what, what you wanted to do. Mm. You was quite studious, B, wasn't you? You you did very well at your A levels and stuff like that. Is that right? I love studying. Even to this day, I write essays for fun. I wrote an essay mm. last night. Like it's a mm. bit weird, but I I do like studying. Um, I remember I don't, Jay Jay wouldn't mind me saying this. That's my sister, by the way. A little bit of a plug. You need to check out her music because she's absolutely <laughs> amazing. She's called Amaroon. <laughs> I remember. Um, I did like her essays for her at uni. Like I just <laughs> love, I love it. I love learning. Yeah. I do love learning. So yeah, I did. I did. I got four A's at A level. I feel. I feel That's quite amazing. boasty because I'm like talking about my platinum. I, I, I asked. I asked. <laughs> okay. I asked. Yeah, I, I think it's important to to, to mm. chat about things like that now because. When you're at school, certainly my, my generation, I'm obviously a, a lot older than you, but like... A lot, what, a lot it, older than It wasn't cool to be clever when I was at school. You know, you was a nerd yeah. if you was bright. It and, wasn't cool when I was at school either, I mean... Like, and that's the thing, so shout about it now, because, yeah. you know, you look back in hindsight and think, well, I certainly do. I wish I would have spent more time studying at school. Like, and Yeah, for sure, Stu. And, sorry, mate, I just jumped into you there, just... What, did you, was you going to say anything else before I rudely interrupted? No, I literally ran out of stuff to say because oh, I didn't so, really so I saved focus you. at school. <laughs> I saved you. <laughs> we'll get you to count to 10 in a minute. Thanks, um, mate. But like, v, like you're, me and you are a similar age. And I, and I think to get what you got back then, like that was <clears throat> so like, in, and I'm not trying to, I'm not discrediting or marginalising people's achieve, academic achievements now. There's a lot of hard fucking kid, hardworking kids out there. But Back in our day, to get four A's is is exception. It was exceptional. So you know that is that is something to to stand out. And um, I don't know how that like you know it's really cool. I I, I did read an article that you written um, that you that you writ good that you wrote <laughs> about uh, one of your singles more recently. And you can tell you can you completely tell in that that you really enjoy writing. And uh, I don't know like that to 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 be that sort of like because to to be that studious, I, I find that, you know, you, you're quite ter, ter, um, tuned into things. Then to sort of like land that record deal as well. It's like a big change of what but maybe, was you thinking maybe you go down the academic route or uh, was you always going to do the creative route? I was, you just did the academics for, yeah. for the lulls. I was always going to be creative. I'm too mm. free. Like, mm. I'm a bit like... I've just discovered in my later life that I have ADHD. So I am very like free and spirited and, mm. you know, I'm the one that will be dancing around like, you know, and, and yeah, creativity has been within me since I was five. Like I knew that I just wanted to create stuff. Mm. Um, so I, I always knew that I was going to go down the creative route, but I think my parents that they ran the school that I went to. So they always kind of wanted us to be academic. And I think when mm. you are, when you grow up in a black family as well, being academic is so important because mm. 
you already have opportunities that are maybe less than others perhaps so you kind of yeah. have to like make sure that you are doing well in your study yeah. to to combat that so so my parents were very much about studying and stuff but all of us in our family we've all just rejected that and gone down the creative <laughs> route like my sister's an actress she was she's the lead in the witcher blood origin she's the girl on the horse oh shit so that's my sister no way brown yeah that's amazing yeah so we, we've all gone down this very creative route um but the thing is I, I get pulled back to the academic side and and I think now in my 40s that is really coming through with my writing and I've you know I've written mm. for the Guardian and it's the stylist mag all these different publications I've written a book now which comes out in December Christmas time um so the the deep academia is coming through in my later life and it, and it helps with lyrics as well Mm. Um, so yeah, but creativity is number one. It has always been the champion of my life. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah, but yeah, I don't know why I'm saying well, that. Well, no, no, it's cool. I, Stu, did you, I don't know if you was thinking this, but I was impressed by the four A levels, but now knowing that your parents ran the school, <laughs> yeah, I think you've, yeah, I think yeah, total I think there black. was some yeah, it's like black. Exactly. Hey, it's not what it's not what you know, is it? <laughs> it's who you know. But I tell you what, because my mum was the headmistress, I I kind hmm. of I often felt left out. I was a bit like, right. oh, we can't have her in our our group. Yeah. Hotel. So because I was a bit of a loner growing up, and you know, which is a bit. Man, this- <laughs> or whatever um i think i kind of threw myself into activities and into studying anything that i did i just tried to do well i'm a bit i was that annoying kid where if i got a b i would cry oh for fuck's sake I would have literally popped the champagne if I got a beat. <laughs> but that, that was the problem, sure. You was drinking too much in your GCSEs. The that thing was... is, though, if a kid said that to me now at my kids' school, I'd be saying the same thing. For the same <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. Oh, love it. oh, wonderful. Well, Vape, what have you got for your number three, What's mate? Number three? Okay, let me see. Okay, okay. This is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. So... I had to do a gig for the Queen of Monaco. So we flew to Monaco and we were in this amazing hotel. Oh gosh, I'll repeat that. I don't know what that's all about. So I don't know if you edit stuff. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening to that. That's all right. It's all good. Um, so yes, I was in Monaco and um yeah, had to perform for the Queen of Monaco. And uh, we were there, sound check. Everything went really well. She was in the audience. It was fabulous. The next day we had a lunch with her and some other people. And I'm still in my surreal, oh my God mode because it still hasn't really kicked in for me even after maybe like 10 years now that this is happening. So someone calls me outside onto this balcony, this man, quite handsome man. And I go out, have a little chat. Do you know what I mean? Why not? Yeah. And he's kind of like, you know, talking sweetly to me. Yeah. Got his game face on, has he? And I'm like, okay, okay. And I don't know how to 
flirt. <laughs> I have no, I don't, I can't see no signs and, and I don't know how to chit chat. So oh, I go straight into what's the meaning of life. <laughs> and, but what makes it worse is if I'm, if I feel awkward, I'll just ch- chat shit. So I'm talking about how I, I'm really suffering from diarrhea at the moment. <laughs> I don't know how I got into that. Anyway, we're talking. It's so awkward. Uh, still sweet, sweet talking me. And I, I go back into the lunch area and my manager comes up to me and she's <laughs> like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. What did he say? What did he say? And I'm like, what, who, what did who say? Like, what are you talking about? Like, and it was basically the prince, the prince of Monaco. That's insane. Um, who was trying it on a bit, and and wow. I was basically talking about diarrhea, your bowel movements, my bowel movements, and this is a true story. I swear, that to is God, amazing. Right? And um, I and and she looked at me when I told her my manager. I told her the story, and we just started crying of laughter, <laughs> literally. And she was like, "I don't know, I don't know, I can't take you anywhere, V." Oh man, I mean, props to him. I mean, the fact that. You, you, he started to kind of like up his chat. You've blindly just not picked up on any of this, and you've started talking about the meaning of life. <laughs> put it, put then you've reverse. told him you've got the shits, and he's still <laughs> sweet talking. I mean, that's good effort. Fair play, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was flattered by by the consistency, the persistency of it all. I think mean, that was a part of me that was like, oh god, okay. Well, I'm looking good these days. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Did you speak to him more after the balcony the balcony no. chat? Uh, no. No, I bumped into him in a club in Paris once. Mm. Um, he was kind of like down there when we were like clubbing, but we never really spoke again. I'm I I'm really um because of I I'm a bit all over the place. Like I think my ADHD sometimes makes it difficult for me to some I'm not very good at forming relationships on superficial levels. Introdu- like yeah. it has to be yeah. like a a real deep, authentic connection mm. for me to develop something, which is probably why I haven't been as successful in the music industry because I'm I'm really, really bad at smooching. It's bullshit though. You know, all of that I, sort mm. of like, I'll call you later. Yeah. I'll call you, let me take you. Yeah. I'm not, I can't do it. No, yeah. I, I was at a um, thing last night. I, I never do things like this, by the way, but I went to a thing last night just, <laughs> just for just for a, a, another podcast thing. And and and, and somebody like, walked up and just went, all right, so so what's, what's your USP? What, and I thought, what the fuck <laughs> is that? What the fuck and is you that? said I've got blonde hair. I should have died in blonde, didn't I? What the fuck am I meant to say that? You what's should say it's you stupid person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just thought, what a mad thing to like, and it was all the kind of double kisses and 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 just like as people were talking to each other, they were just looking over other people at like their shoulders to see if there was somebody the that might be more beneficial for them to converse mm, with. Yeah, and horrible. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not about that. I, I can't deal with it. And I agree with what you say there, Vida. I can't like do that kind of just that shit chat of just like uh, like I just I don't know I'd rather just go you know what what song 
broke your heart for the first time. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. like, I'd rather like just have something that's got a bit more substance because just kind of short chit chat. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't it's just, mind. I don't mind talking bollocks. I, I obviously we shoot. We've got a podcast that has done very well about me and you talking about sandwich fillings at points. And yeah. it's a connection though, isn't um, it? Yeah, it's it like connection. I, I, it's connection, and it feels like like when there's not an like I I don't I don't like people I don't like the agenda. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I I'm happy to talk about anything, and you can have some you can you can have some of the most fun chats about. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, mm. you know anything. It doesn't have to be. It can be a completely transient subject that means nothing to anyone. But if it's with someone that I don't think's got an agenda and. You, you can get people to chat shit and you can find out if they're full of it from yeah. doing that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you can find out if there's a weird agenda going on with them and then I'm sort of like, I know I don't really want to spend much time with, with that person. Exactly. I don't mind the silly chats as long as I think they're coming from a, a normal place and the person's quite grounded. But uh, yeah, I mean, Stu, you're, you've got off the beaten tracks. So Stu, I'd... Um, V. Shu, as a, I'd never listened to podcasts. We will talk about yours in a minute, actually. Oh. But Shu has another great podcast where you get to actually deep dive on 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 musicians, don't you? On off the beat and track. That's what's, right. your, what's your USP for that, mate? Uh, <laughs> you, you stupid prick. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I, I, I think you can find out a lot about people by the records that have soundtracked their lives mm. and, you know, what they grew up listening to when they found their tribe, when they got older and, you know, the songs that were wearing and around that. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you, you can find out lots about people through their, from their record collection and, and songs that have really kind of cut deep with them. So yeah, that, that's what I like to talk about on that podcast and, and form a timeline by, by, by these records. And, uh, but yeah, like I, I, having kind of just, nondescript chats about I mean don't get me wrong you mentioned sandwich feelings I could go for hours on that shit that's, <laughs> you like, really that, could. That, that's not shit chat that's, that's, it, that's a passion for you Stu <laughs> what's your favourite sandwich filler oh, come on Ooh. I know what mine is mm, right. well, I, I've, I've recently stopped eating meat mm. but and fish <laughs> but one like if I had to get a, like a pre-packed sandwich just if they get tuna mayo right, it's <laughs> fucking all over that. Like, mm. How about you, V? What, okay. what, what, what would you go for? Listen, listen. listen I'm up. into okay. this, right? I'm a proper Trapping. foodie. Mm-hmm. A fish finger sandwich, oh. right? And it has to be the cheap cheese. Yeah, you're a friend of this podcast. You, you <laughs> you're, are, you're in a safe space. It's like you've me. listened to our podcasts <laughs> with sriracha. Yeah. Oh Ooh, hello. Sriracha. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it. I like it. Yeah. That is the sandwich for me, but it depends on yeah. the, the the mood you're in. I also like mm. prawn and mayo. I do like a prawn. And mm. mayo. But the mm-hmm. fish finger because it's hot, and you got the cheese, and you got good nice bread. Do you know, what I'm mm. Ooh, I might have to make one after this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong with fish finger. Oh, we we, fish, we have spoken a lot about fish finger never, sandwiches. It will never not deliver. It's no, never going to let yeah. you down. It's like an mm. old friend. Yeah, yeah. As long as long as you cook cook the fish fingers properly, because <laughs> yeah. it's going to let you down. But that hasn't happened as of yet. Um, I like a uh, post uh, Christmas mm. uh, if we've had lamb, a lamb sandwich for uh, after like the unboxing day is just a 
it's food of the gods for me. Stuffing. I can't go around. Just a little bit of stuffing, little pinch of salt. If you've got a bit of gravy late, left over. Oh, a moistener. Moistener. My moist oh. maker. Sorry for saying that word three times then. Often people don't like to hear it, but it yeah. Like um, vagina, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've really ruined that sandwich for all three of us now. <laughs> I fucking hate those sandwiches. <laughs> oh dear. Right. What's your next one, V? We're on two. Okay. What are we okay, this one's cool. All right. So obviously it's going to be very much centered around music because my life for so long has been music. Mm. So we um, we got asked to perform in Russia. I have to be careful about um, saying all the details for this, but um, we performed at a private birthday party for a very wealthy um, person. Mm. Um, and there was like 10 bands that had been flown in. So we weren't the only no. bands. And so I thought, obviously you've seen everyone in the hotel and stuff, you, you know, you might, you might, and you're meeting some people, you know, you're like, you're all right, you're all right, Bill. Yeah. You know, um, I thought it was a festival. Like I thought it was, you know, I knew it was private, but I thought it was going to be like a packed room. So um, we did sound check and when we were ready to perform, Oh, there's two parts to this story, actually. I've just remembered another weird bit to it. Um, I'll say the first bit. Um, so my tour manager went upstairs to get something, and because he was wearing a tracksuit, they wouldn't let him back in for some reason. So the security uh-huh. guard took out a massive machete knife and put it in his back and asked him for his his um details to prove that he was part of our team so he had to be walked all the way up to the hotel with this knife to prove himself and then when he was up there and the the guy was like oh yeah 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 you're who you say you are yeah now you'll drink vodka and so the rule on on for us as a team was that we get drunk after the gig before the gig we call yeah. Tour manager was forced to have to like down vodka and he came down drunk and we were like, what's going on? Like, it's not end of the gig. It's not the end of the gig. And he was nearly in tears explaining what had just happened to him. So that's part A. Flipping hell. Then part surreal. surreal. Part B was when we did the gig, All there was only seven people watching us and around the perimeter of the building were samurai soldiers. Like they were basically like dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Basically dressed up like, because it was like a Chinese, it was like a themed thing. Mm. Samurai soldiers dressed around the perimeter Mm. of this huge hall, Mm -hmm. all this food for seven people. And then you had 10 bands. And I remember wow. thinking to myself, I was, if I'll be honest, I felt very uncomfortable mm. because I was like, this, this level of opulence yeah. is just, I've seen wealth in yeah. in the music industry. You come across wealth, you know, you come yeah. across it. Um, but I'd never seen it in this kind of capacity. To the extent, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, I thought, that was definitely a oh my god, yeah, like moment. How, how do you? 
That's sort crazy. of do that because like what what it's not like you're going to walk out and go yo yo Russia make some fucking noise it's like there's like <laughs> seven people and some random samurais it's like how do you you just have to I mean you just go into performance mode and you right. and in my mind I was thinking it's someone's birthday so I was just focused on making sure that they had a really good time, even though it was yeah. strange as a professional, yeah. you just have to just deliver. So there were yeah. moments where I was like, yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm just joking. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So was there like the other bands that were there, were they people that you'd gigged with or bumped into like, you know, on the circuit? Uh-huh. So there was there was one band from the UK. I won't mention them because obviously they okay. might not be involved. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Um, there was one band that was there that we recognised from the UK. There was one band that I recognised on the American circuit because I toured in America. But there there was ten bands that flew in from all over the world, mm. and um, you know, and we did. It was insane. It was insane, and we got paid very very well yeah, yeah. for that gig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was nice to to check out Russia. Moscow's yeah. great, and um, St. Petersburg was beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. country, um, but it was just an interesting experience. And and that probably could happen anywhere in the world. It wasn't because yeah. it was in Russia. No. I mean, there's opulence everywhere. Yes, we absolutely. We could have yeah. flown to America and had that experience, mm. or yeah, you know. But there's something yeah. different about Russia, right? Because it is, you know, on the face of things, it is quite a closed country, isn't it? And it is. You know, there's, there's, can you hear that lawnmower? No, Sorry to interrupt. No, honestly, we can't. No. Okay, great. Okay, no, no, it's all good. Like, it, it, it does feel like you know that, that there's something way more. It's harder to peer into, and, into yeah, inside. Yeah, like, to yeah, get a I chance to sort of peek, peek behind the curtain. You yeah, know, yeah, of, of, yeah. of Russian opulence must have been surreal. God, like that whole thing, like your journey from LA to sort of like as you say, like Monaco. I mean, we 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 got sidelined with talking about. Uh, fish finger sandwiches but t- tying that together with this is that's real that's like old money and um and it's beyond like most of what we can conceive yeah. but like you say like money it was you was getting paid really well but it's again it's that it money is completely relative like what you know there's millionaires billion now there's more and more billionaires now as well um but it's just hard for many of us to conceive that sort of thing. And also sometimes, like you said, you can, you can be surrounded by certain areas and go, I'm not comfortable, like yeah. maybe, you know, and I'm not, I'm not judging anyone here for, for, for this. I'm not trying to make a statement one way or another, but it could make you feel uncomfortable being around that level of level of sort of like, gosh. But we're just waiting for that big, that big gig, aren't we, Stu, hey? Yeah, when absolutely. A, when Asar says like, yeah, come and we wanted you to do top five vodkas. I give Mate, you my I do contacts. that for a score. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, <clears throat> We're at the top spot, aren't we? We're on the top spot. We're at number one. So, yeah, this is, I mean, this is number one, but I guess out of the five, I haven't put mm. them in chronological order, yeah. but this gotcha. is the last yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know why I always say so. I'm about to do the news or something. Um, I was on the tube with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. Um, and we were traveling from Seven Sisters on the Victoria Line to, no, no, that's not right, from Finsbury Park to Piccadilly, which is the Piccadilly, Piccadilly Line. And there was a moment 
whilst we were traveling where I swear on, I swear to you, I was abducted or something happened. <laughs> no. Because when we got to the Piccadilly line and I remember seeing us being at the Piccadilly line, something changed and then we ended back at, we ended, we were then at, 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 at um, the stop after Finsbury Park, which I think is King's Cross, right? Uh, is it Highbury Islington? Well, on Piccadilly line. Oh, yeah, Piccadilly. I don't know. I know oh. Northern, but I don't know Piccadilly too well. What, whatever was after it, mm. we, we were there, and I, I promise you, yeah. we we had gone back in time, like something had shifted. My and, God. And um, to this day, me and my partner talk about it because yeah. So you both experienced it as well. One of you, we both experienced it, and we both. It felt like a glitch or it felt like time had stopped Mm. and then we were back in again, but it almost like they did something wrong. Like, oh, whoops, we shouldn't have put them back there. We should have. Matrix. Yeah. And um, I was, I was actually shaking. That's so trippy. Because I I genuinely was like, you know, you, you know, when you know, you know, you know, Um, I'm also a massive conspiracy theorist fan anyway so yeah tiktok is not good for me <laughs> okay we did a great top five with um who, who do we do top five with Stu? the I radio mean, we've, we've dj done over 500 episodes so we're, 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 we're. The, oh the dan XF- p carter dan p carter's podcast was one of my favorites and that was conspiracies and we fucking we we love it as well but yeah. have you ever heard of right v so a dash trippy trippy as fuck yeah. and i would like to say like Trying to rationalise that as, well, maybe for some reason it did like, a, maybe there was an issue and it did a quick loop on a on a part of the circuit that we don't really hear about in the underground. Maybe it took you back round or, like you, you try and rationalise it like that. But mm. when you when you sit there and you sit through it, it's like, no, I know, I, I experienced it. Like you can't, you, you wouldn't know, you can't rationalise it that like that unless you were there. But this whole like uh, the glit that glitch in the matrix thing. There's have you ever like in terms of conspiracies? One of my favourite ones is, um, and it really freaks Molly out when I talk about it. She doesn't want to hear it, so I kind of have to pester my friends with this one. But the like the you know that we live in. Start a... talking about your dreams again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, not the most boring. You know, no one wants to hear about your dreams, mate. Um, but like the being that we're in a simulation, like it's a computer program. Because, like, you know, they say things like the reason why you can't go fast in the speed of light, the reason why you can't get below zero degrees Kelvin, there's there's certain other things where, like, the reason these are the, it, these happen is because that's the limits of the, 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 the program that we're in. And like any computer program, it's only got a certain amount of memory in order to manufacture what you're seeing. So oh, maybe we are, maybe. I literally live eat and breathe this whole thing that you're talking about. I'm not even joking because only yesterday I was reading something about, obviously there's quantum quantum physics and then there's, it leads to string theory Mm. and string theory. When you analyze string theory, which is what they've done lately is they've, they've worked out a mathematical formula for string theory. And what they found is that the formula for string theory is the exact formula of Computer code. 
And so because it makes you think, well, hold on a second. Like if the framework of the universe and our reality is computer code, Mm. then how is that different from like Mm. a video game and that we're Mm. in this kind of strange Mm. assimilation? There's also these amazing theories from quite credible um, scientists who talk about us being in a simulation or um, what's that scientist? He's um he's a black guy. Oh God, I've got to remember his name. Um, t- Tyrone Gibson, Tyrone Gibson. Is it that guy? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's incredible. And um, yeah, he's really smart, man. I listen to all his um, theories on the idea that this, this isn't real. And um and it does. It is. It's an existential crisis. It really makes you think about yourself. And now we're moving yeah. into. It's AI. Neil deGrasse. I'm so sorry, by the way, but it's Neil deGrasse. Is it? Was, is it? <laughs> I've literally confused it with the guy who was in Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at names. I literally. I fucking another classic name fuck up there. Scroobius people be listening to this guy. You. Frick. <laughs> I agreed with you. Oh, <laughs> oh no, don't. That, no. That was the... To me, they sound the same. Oh, oh wonderful. What an idiot. What, Neil, how does Neil and Tyrone sound the same in my head? Well, I don't know what goes on in my brain. Um, oh, yeah, but sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry, V. Yeah, no, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, and now we're moving into this whole situation of AI, which is like challenging ourselves as human beings mm. and who we are. It's becoming more and more um, evident how insignificant we are. Like, mm. um, so yeah, this whole area, this this is taking over my music. Like I forget about my releases. <laughs> I've got the label going, you know, you've got a release coming out tomorrow. And I'm like, on YouTube before in the morning. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, do you not know we're in a computer program? They're like, oh, fucking hell. But we've lost another artist. It's like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? <laughs> oh, God. I, well, I, I mean, this is not an arena that my brain operates in. Stu's <laughs> um, at a full memory capacity here. Yeah, my, if you... If you cut my brain open there's just a bit of meat and two potatoes um <laughs> like and they're delicious uh, i don't know why i said someone... that I'm not, I'm not chatting you up or anything <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. um but what i don't get is like if someone's just playing this as a computer game mm. i mean it's a lot to play isn't it because oh, like go. it's we're just big the world isn't it and like and <laughs> even even in like <laughs> The sort of 200 square miles where I am now, there's fucking shitloads going on. Like, yeah. How can you stay on top of all of that? Or is it like a cu- like two-player option? I, I, like, yeah, what? I think it's a co-op, mate. I don't think it's a one-player. Who right. knows why? Who knows why if, if, if that is the case? But, uh, well, yeah, I'd love to, love to hear your point your point of view on it, Stu. That's just great. Just It's just too much. You'd never complete it. That, I've been playing it for you? four billion years. Yeah. And How still long would it take in... to load if you're loading the world? <laughs> On dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, oh. the, so one one thing I find really interesting, <clears throat> there's like, uh, uh, got, and we'll actually talk about your music soon as well, V, but right. like um, <laughs> the only true, there, there's only one real truth because anything we talk about language or art or it's all based on humans, a relative experience of us humans to be able to process what we're seeing. The only one thing that is 
it it doesn't have any sort of like any version of that is is uh, is maths. There's no there's no lies in maths. It is just what it is. Yeah. And and so like that's why only like computer code and maybe the the string theory it can only be that. It can only be. It is or it is not zeros and ones. Yeah. Weird I, I want to know what string theory is, but is it wasted trying to explain that to me, Chris? It's like, it'd be like showing a dog a car trick, and I think right. we'd be better off. No, I'm just joking. I don't know, and I couldn't explain it. Stu is, is my honest. Maybe V could get, get have a crack at it, but I'm certainly not smart enough to. Imagine to you're do that. saying this to a two year old. <laughs> me? Okay, let me just. Yeah. Really, you want me to do it? Yeah, no, actually, say it. Yeah, maybe just yeah, two years, two years old. Yeah, V was so upset when I said show a dog a card trick. She couldn't believe I just said that to you, Stu. <laughs> okay, maybe I read it. Let me see. Let me yeah, go on, give it a read. Yeah, we'll read. both try and get we'll both try and get our heads around it, Stu. Okay. okay, string theory is the idea in theoretical physics that reality is made up of infinite. I don't even know what that word is. And I, I feel really stupid, but it's made up of decimal. Yeah, that's it. Vibrating strings smaller than atoms, electrons, or quarks. According to this theory, as the strings vibrate, twist, and fold, they produce effects in many tiny dimensions that humans interpret as everything from particle physics to large scale phenomena. So I guess it's just analyzing what's going on on a very, very small yeah. level, and that in that very small at that very small level, there are things going on that are very different to what's going on on our mass level. And they kind of go beyond what our traditional physics is and give us answers to truths about ourselves. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a good crack at it. I understood that. I understood how you put it. Thanks, V. God. where Where did you get to? Sorry, I'm just looking at that monkey clapping them symbols in my head at the moment. (laughs) I mean, I might not have explained that correctly. So there's probably someone out there listening that's going, that's not what it's about. I don't think they've got past my Tyrone Gibson comment. (laughs) So I think think you'll be saved. That was brilliant. Um, Musically, what's what's coming out? You released Marginalised. I did. So, yeah, yeah, so I've got an album coming out uh, October the 20-something, 27th, I think. Mm-hmm. It's called Am I British Yet? It's all about me exploring my black British identity. Each record is a very powerful declaration of a lived experience. Um, and, yeah, Marginalised is out now. Um, and the next single will probably be a song called Philosophy. So when this goes out, it'll probably be a song called Philosophy. And yeah, I'm just enjoying this ride. I'm independent, so I get to do whatever I want. Amazing. Um, and um, I'm really enjoying releasing without any expectation. I've kind of been in the machine for quite a long time. Um, I went independent in 2013. Um, and yeah, since then, which seems like that's actually a long time. It's a long time ago. It is. God, you forget. I think when you have kids, everything just goes all weird. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying the the beauty of releasing, the power of doing what I want. And I just, yeah, I hope people discover it and like it and be part of the conversation and we'll see what happens. You know, I think when uh, since moving to the countryside and 
having a much more peaceful, normal life, I approach making records and doing this so differently than before, mm. you know. So um, it's a nice feeling to do it. And I, I enjoy going to Tesco's and having a good chat more than I do going to a wanky party. It's just it's a different era and I love it. Yeah. And uh, so check out my music and, yeah, I hope you like it. And if you The single okay. was really cool. The single was great, B. So, oh, thank um, you very yeah, much. Good luck with it. Thank you. And is, is the is the podcast is the podcast an extension of that? Yes. Sort of because it's called Am I British? So there's some sort of themes I'm guessing that you're sharing throughout the throughout that. It is. So this whole project is like a three dimensional thing. It's not just music. It's like a whole sort of exhibition almost a whole conversation so the podcast supports the record um we've got a documentary coming out at the end of the year which will support the theme of of the record and we've got um, a tour next year which will be an exhibition tour where we'll go around the country and instead of us doing normal gigs we'll be doing them in galleries so that you can come and bring your kids because i can't be staying up that late <laughs> and I want the kids to be running around and I need to go to bed. So I thought, how can I tour without having to deal with that? So it will be genius. So it's very, very, um, it's really, uh, it's bigger than just music. You know, the music is almost like a part of the big project that's selling everything else. Um, and I think that's how I want to release records from now on. I think I like to see it as the same way if someone was curating something in a gallery, it, there's mm. more to it than just the sound. Um, so, yeah, and this is the beginning of that, really. And it's so good when you've got kids, you can fit it around, and it's just it's way better. Oh, yeah. wonderful. But if people want to find out more about this and, and keep up to speed with, with everything that's happening, where's the best place to, to sort of follow you and, and find out where, where it's at? Yeah, so my socials, Instagram, um i'm terrible at this bit um <laughs> <laughs> we will link it all yeah v, just if you google vv brown insta mm. and all that lot will come out yeah. and vvbrown.com yeah. um tiktok i'm not really i don't i mean i watch i would watch conspiracy theories on that but i'm not very good at like doing all that bit so um there's no yeah but yeah, you can cool. check me out there and just DM me, message me. I love to talk. I love chatting to people. So if you've got any questions, you want to hang out with me or what? not literally <laughs> hang out with me, but <laughs> stay away. But online we can <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, just keep photos of V on your phone for six years. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then bring them up. I wonder how many other guests I've got. I'm going to bring that up. With. Um, it's been it's been really wonderful to meet you, albeit virtually over Zoom. Um, I've had a real crack recording this. So, guys, if you enjoyed this, um, you want to check out more um, V stuff. Check obviously check out a podcast. And yeah, thanks so much. It's been a real giggle. Yeah, thank you so much, V. Um, you guys are really warm and friendly. It's nice when you're in company. <laughs> it's like way easier. So, thanks for having me on. And your show, and I loved the um, format <laughs> coming up with those those five top things. So thank oh, you very much. So. Thanks, oh, loads, my pleasure. Right, cool. Don't go nowhere. We're going to press stop. Don't go anywhere. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.